This episode brought to you by Team Stripes Academy. Learn from some of the top officials in the world. Start today at TeamStripesAcademy.com. You're listening to the Team Stripes Podcast. The podcast for hockey referees. Each show, we discuss the world of officiating and find out that not everything is in black and white. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Team Stripes podcast. Joining me again is my co-host, Nat Swanson. Nat, how are you doing today? Oh, man, doing great. It's a nice warm day up here in, in western Michigan. Yeah, what were you saying the temperature is up there today? Yeah, it hit like 98, right? Okay. So people are, uh, yeah, they're freaking out, man. You'd, you'd think that this was like Phoenix in August. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're, it's, it's great. It's um, funny. So it's a rare day that it's hotter in Michigan than it is in Florida. Yeah, don't tell me that. Right? Like this is this is when people are supposed to come up from the south. I try to get people like, hey, come up here and visit me in the summertime because, you know, that's when the weather's nice. Don't come to Michigan in in February. That's you know, unless you want to shovel my driveway, um, <laughs> you know. But come up in the uh, in the summertime and get, escape the heat. Now you're telling me that, you know, I need to come down to Tampa to escape escape the the Michigan summer. Yep. Uh, well, I mean, and if if you came down to Tampa, we might even be able to catch a Stanley Cup finals game at the time of this recording the series is 2-1 the yeah. lightning had a nice bounce back game last night um 6-2 kind of an answer to that 7 nothing shellacking they took the other night so yeah hopefully the series keeps going and we keep getting a little more hockey for at least another week I don't know we'll see man let's I want the games to be closer like that's my big thing is I want the games to be you know 6 nothing 7 nothing right that's never fun it's always it's always better to yeah. Game one was unbelievable to watch. And then game two and three were kind of duds as far as just hockey goes. But um, I guess we're going to we're just going to kind of jump right into it. Um, Our guest today uh, is has been on the podcast in the past. Um, If you think of refereeing hockey, especially in the Northeast, like there's there's one kind of family name that pops in your head. Uh, The Bindas, um, I, I like to explain to people that if there was a referee mafia, Gino Sr. would definitely be the Don. And uh, Gino Jr. is uh, basically assistant Don. So uh, welcome to the podcast, Gino Binda Jr. How are you doing today, sir? Very well, very well. What an introduction. <laughs> well, it's so, you know, for sure. It's, it's just funny when uh, there are, for some reason, there are still people that haven't heard of the Bindas in the referee community, which kind of blows my mind. So I just kind of always explain to it. If there was a referee mafia, these two are the, the guys at the top. We don't say no to anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure you've made a few offers that they couldn't refuse. <laughs> That's fact. <laughs> so Gino, what's going on? How's things up in, uh, in Boston? Uh, things are good. Uh, things are cooking. Uh, we're just getting things uh, prepared here for July. Um, we got a big July coming up, and then uh, you know we're putting putting lists together for for the upcoming season too. Just kind of slotting guys in for, for the Division One, D three, juniors, and uh, the recruiting is hot and heavy. You know, we're, we're always looking for uh, new officials, just like um, every sport and everybody. So. Well, yeah. that's that's a good spot to start. And so recruiting, um, what efforts have you guys been making up in your area to uh, to get more more officials involved and new officials involved? Um, we, we do a lot. Um, we, we send out blasts to a bunch of programs. Uh, we hit the social media up. Um, we're constantly um, sending emails and talking on in front of all these programs and we get in front of them and we present, um, we, we sell the sizzle is like my father tries to, tries to say it. Um, so, and one other thing we do is, um, we run a weekly zoom, just try to get like introduction into officiating, uh, try to anybody that wants to, to, to sign up for USA hockey or start refereeing. Uh, we walk them through the USA process, um, way to sign up, how to do it, how to get games, who to call, um, that's a big thing, right? Like a lot of guys, they go and they get registered and, and now what, now what do I do? How do I get games? So, um, we hit up seminars. We got Massachusetts is starting their seminars, uh, this weekend. Uh, we go there and we, we go and, um, try to recruit people and just 
the, the one thing you want is a foundation, right? You want to, you want to start at the youth hockey. And we have a lot of kids that started at 14, 15 years old. And by the time you're 17, 18, uh, you're ready to start the, the junior hockey. You know, uh, you get a good foundation under your belt and then you can go from there. Um, that's one thing we try to preach to guys. And that process can be a lot faster, especially if you're older and you want to start in and you have, and you've been playing hockey and you're a former player or you're just the coach that wants to give back and get in it. Um, you can move up the ranks pretty quickly. You're not just going to be stuck doing mites and squirts for a year. Um, you do that to start out and then you, you work your way up, um, up into the higher levels pretty quick. Um, if, and when I tell people, it's all what you put into officiating is what you'll get out of, you know? <laughs> it's funny that's that you say that. That's something my dad told me my entire life with anything in life, you know, what you put into it was what you get out of it. And then another thing I'm doing is um, I actually just talked to Michelle Boyer uh, this afternoon. I'm going out to hit California ref school because we got the USPHL out there. And we're also recruiting for uh, college hockey and, and anything else we have. We got the Southern pro league, a um, lot going on. Cool. Yeah. It's a nice thing also about like, you know, guys who are local to kind of the new England area, the Boston area, right. Is there's so much hockey there that, you know, it's not like you have to go far from home to, right. to be able to work, uh, you know, just to have a, a ton of games. Um, uh, it's not like that for everybody around. So that's actually a really cool thing. Um, mm -hmm. If anyone wants to go to school in Boston, uh, and work hockey, uh, you can do that. What is it like? There's also a, a million colleges in Boston. Oh, there's a million colleges, and we got a million kids that come up every year, too. I mean, we got guys from Florida, Georgia, yeah. uh, Midwest. Um, they come from all over, and they, they they reach out to us. They go to school for, for the year, and a lot of them, they get nervous because they, they're freshmen. They don't have cars and whatnot, but a lot of schools offer work-study programs, and we'll send a note to the school and, and get them a car on campus. Well, we put them in touch with, with uh, some people in the area. You know, they'll go scoop them up and, and pick them and take them to games, you know. Nice. And I've, I've also paid for Rubis for some guys to get to games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I love it. Nice. So cool. you mentioned kind of the footprint that you guys have. So the whole referees crease organization. So you guys have D1 college hockey, you have D3, Southern Pro League, USPHL, um, kind of talk about like how overwhelming that can be and getting games filled and, and all that. Not only just the USPHL, which is a massive junior league across the whole country. Um, we have the EHL as well um, out here in the new England area. And that, that, that's just as competitive. So we, we, we service a lot and it does um, get overwhelming, but we, uh, we have a lot of help. Uh, we have a lot of supervisors that work, work for us. Um, a lot of assigners that work for us. And we're just in constant communication and we're always on top of it. Um, I mean, I, I, people say, I don't know how my old man does it. And I don't know how he does it. I mean, he does a, a job for three people, you know, and it's, he just, he's been doing it for so long. He just knows how to um, push the right buttons and go in the right direction to get things done, you know? So, yeah, I mean, he's, you talk about like how long he's been doing it, man. I, I can remember, Geez, when I started going up to DC uh, to work games in the late nineties, right? So when I was in high school and was like, Hey, you got to get up there to start working tier one and, and, you know, triple A, the good stuff. Um, it was a couple of guys in Shoa there around, around DC who were like, Oh, by the way, if you want to go up to Boston, there's this guy named Gino Binda, uh, you know, we'll, uh, and this is before, I mean, really before everyone's got, you know, maybe we've got an AOL email account. Right. But yeah, like, right. it's like, yeah, give him a call. Here's his phone number uh you know uh get up there to work some games uh for him um i was like that was i mean you're talking 20 25 years ago so yeah. to say that your dad's been doing it for a while i know that he's been doing it for a lot longer than that so oh yeah um, early 80s so you got started i think 1980 it's as old as yeah. we are yeah. <laughs> yeah right it's yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty unbelievable what, what your dad does every week yeah yeah dude so so I got to say, right. So my whole, like when I was young, my, my dream as a getting started, all right. Uh, was uh, there were two things that I wanted to really work. One was a bean pot, right? So after we, we went and saw the 94 bean pot when BC beat Harvard in overtime. Uh, and it was, it was awesome. Uh, my dad was real happy because he's a Cornell alum. So he likes Amen. it. When, you know, he likes it when, when Harvard loses. Right. So, 
but that was that was one of the, the tournaments that you know i was like that that was a really cool experience i'd love to work uh and then the other one was just working a harvard cornell game at Atlanta because i was a kid and my dad was and we, we went we used to go there all the time and that was like crazy with like the student section and everything else like that one of the best buildings i've ever worked in was cornell yeah dude that's that's the line is a, it's a great place but so uh yeah so so talk about like so as yourself race code because the last time you and i hung out um i think was in omaha i think you were living in the omaha apartment yep. i was living up in chicago mm -hmm. uh kind of working the, the the ushl swing um mm -hmm. many years ago um so where did you go like what did you uh how did you decide you wanted to get into like working college hockey and refereeing and going that way and then you know we can talk about your your kind of your big finale yeah i mean i kind of did things a little different you know like so the year before i moved out to omaha nebraska i was working for the ecac um it was one referee two linesmen and i worked the season there and I remember Kevin Collins came up to me and said, I was wasting my time, kid. You should go out to the Midwest. So um, prior to that, I went to um, select camp and I got off in a position to live in Montana. And I go, uh, I'm from Salty. Um, I don't think Montana's going to like me. So I decided to stay home. <laughs> right. So yeah. I, I stayed home. I worked juniors. I worked, I ended up getting hired to work Division One college hockey. And then I went to the program of merit. And from the program of merit, I went to the USHL. That's when I okay. went and lived in Omaha. So I had a year of division one under my belt, went to work juniors. And in that season, Scott, well, the guy involved, you know, was like, Hey, what's your end game? I go, I want to get to pro hockey. So he did everything in his power to put, to get me there. And I got hired by the coast league, worked there for two seasons. I uh, was very successful there, worked two finals in an all-star game and then worked the American league for nine years after that. And once that was all all said and done, I uh, was starting to make the transition back into college hockey. And I worked a, a season for Atlantic hockey and also working pro. And I managed the both because it was a lot easier working for my old man where I could be like, hey, um, I, I need this weekend off. It's, you know, playing the game with the assignments is, is, is kind of tough. And I had that luxury. And um, the following season after that, Don Adams from the NCAC um, approached me at the frozen four in Boston and was like, Hey, why don't you come work for me? And I go, you'll fly me out to like North Dakota and like Denver yeah. and like Miami. And those. he's like, yep. He goes, we fly all our guys. So I said, yeah, why not? So I jumped on board there for the last five years. And then the COVID stuff hit. You sit, you, so you, you're looking around your family, you know, you're like, you want to be home more. And then mm -hmm. hockey East came knocking and I, I took the job with them and I worked the NCHC for, for um, last season. So I split both, which was, which was really fun. And it was a good way to kind of go that direction. But you mentioned the bean pot. I just want to back up a little bit. Um, when I was at select camp, um, my instructors uh, were Mike McDevitt, Brian Mark, Thor Nelson, and Dave Hansen. Okay. And there was nine of us and they bring you in the room and Matt Leaf was in there and they, they all sit up above you and they look down and they go, they brought everybody in. There was nine of us. And they all go, they all said was, what's your officiating goal? Like, what's your goal? Like, what's your ultimate goal? And yeah. my answer was to referee a bean pot final. Right? Yeah. I think every one of them threw the notebooks off. They're like, you got to be kidding me. It's not the NHL while you're here. <laughs> I go, you said realistic goal, dude. Yeah. I go, the NHL is a dream. Right? Like, I yep. think I could ref college hockey and, and, and get there at some point. I think that's a realistic goal. And I think that's something that's lost in, in this industry, right? It's mm -hmm. NHL a bus, right? right. We're, we're not replenishing um, our youth programs. And now nobody's giving back. It's like, I didn't make it, I'm out. And they walk away. Or they get a real job and they find something else to do. And like hockey isn't fitting their lives anymore. And, it, and it's kind of bad. And then some people step away and they come back, you know. But um, a lot of guys right now, all these former players, they just think it's NHL a bus. But there's so many much so many more opportunities in college hockey to, and yeah. and junior hockey and just to stay in it and just be in your local associations. And, and, you know, you don't have to, I mean, yeah, working pro hockey is fun. It's great and exciting, but there's, there's an end game there. And, you know, and yeah. yep. college hockey, I mean, I could do it for another 15 years, but I, I have a lot more other opportunities. Like this season was tough, like really hard working. 
yeah. and signing and coaching and doing all this. I, I, I just, I got to put all my eggs in, in one basket now and my old man's stepping away and I need to take um, a bigger role here. So just yeah, stepping yeah. off the ice and stepping away from the game for me is very, very hard and very difficult. And it's up my weight a lot. And I think it's the right time. Yeah. I mean, so, so, well, so I the question is, did you ever, did you ever meet that goal? Did you ever get to work a bean pot final? So um, this year was something special. Um, yeah. It was, it was a, a very, very uh, fun ride. Um, I knew it was at stake and I, I, I didn't take a weekend off. I worked every single weekend um, yeah. except for the one, one weekend I had, I had the flu. It wasn't COVID, but I had the flu. Yeah. So I had to give three games back, which, hurt the purse, but it's all good. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, this, this, this season was magical. Um, with, with college hockey, um, anything can happen. The stars need to align and yeah. you need to have good games every night and you need to be on, on your ball that you only get a handful of games to work and how they do it. They judge you on your first half and in the second half, uh, it gets dwindled down to, to about, I don't know, the top, top eight and nine guys. And you want to be in that, in that window. So that, that's your goal every year is to, 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 to make the playoffs and, and all that. And then once January rolled around, I got the call to, to work the bean pot. And it, it was one of the best phone calls I ever, ever got in my life. Um, it, it really was, it was something special. And the way they did it was, um, was pretty cool too. Um, I don't know if anybody knows John Gravelisi, but um, he, he worked as a supervisor this year. He just recently re- retired and he, he made the calls to all the guys and, I always looked up to John and he's one of my mentors and a personal friend. And to get that call from him was uh, something special. And I'll never forget that call. That's awesome. That was pretty cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah. But to say that's, that's awesome. That's gotta be, I mean, I'm sure you're probably like just bouncing off the bouncing off the walls after that one too. Right. Oh yeah. It's, you know, um, very cool. And then, you know, uh, and then what's really cool then, then, you know, fast forward a couple months, right now, suddenly you're, you know, you're working the, the, the national champion, you know, the D one national championship game, right. Mm-hmm. On, on primetime TV with, you know, in your hometown, how like, you know, Man, how I just cool. got the chills. You just said that, like the chills just, <laughs> like literally went down my spine. And just yeah. Right. Like, that like that's like, you know, I, again, you talk about those realistic goals, but man, I can't imagine like, that's just one of those, you know, you, you know, working, we all have those things in our careers. Right. And, and, and mine took kind of a turn as I joined the military, but um, we all have some of those moments where you're just like, man, like this is awesome. You know, yeah. and that's just gotta be one of those like just capstone moments, man. That was really cool. Uh, and I, and I tell you, man, I was bragging, I was bragging about you, you know, when I was like, man, I, I used to work games with him, you know, years ago, we won't say how many as we were talking before, but, uh, you know, working games years ago with him, that's awesome. You know? So, um, that was very cool, dude. That's, and I think, I think that, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that, that you have skated with that, uh, that feel the same way, dude. So that's, uh, you were living a lot of our dreams, getting to get out there, take that hot lap, you know, take the lap on the ice and just like, <laughs> yeah. let it all kind of cool. sink yeah, in. And especially getting to do that game out of the garden. Like, oh man, the whole town, home cooking. And, and honestly, like one, one of the coolest things about that whole weekend was, uh, one of my best friends, Ryan Sweeney, worked Atlantic hockey, and he he was in the other crew. And me and him started. He was eleven. I was eleven. He was twelve, and we started together. And we worked the coast league together. We we worked millions of games together. Yeah. And to share the ice at the garden with him, I mean, that was our first picture. It was me and him, you know, right at center yeah. ice. That yeah. that was something. That was something real cool. That's cool. And and you just embrace that, like you said. I mean, being in your hometown. I mean, number one, to work a national championship, the stars have to align, right? I mean, I I worked the NCHC for the past uh, five, six years, and every year our crew goes and we can't work because there's always a team there, you know? And it's just how how, uh, college hockey is. I mean, you can't really get upset at the process. It's just the way it is. And, you know, you you just hope that it's your year. And it stinks that you have to root for your conference to the teams to lose. But then again, you know, uh, why not? Uh, exactly. Yeah. Like, Hey, yeah. Like you guys do terrible. So I can, I get this opportunity. Yeah. Right. But uh, I mean, especially, I mean, I, I can't tell you how, how special that was. Even having my, my two daughters at the game, my wife, 
and my my parents, um, you know, my sister, everybody there, nephew, the whole thing. Um, my old man rented us a, a suite, so we we didn't uh, make money that weekend. <laughs> but man, was that worth it? Um, every yeah. penny. And 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 the crew I worked with, uh, Tufts, Kingpin, uh, and uh, love Jeremy. I mean, class act. I mean, every single one of those guys nails all the way through. You know, yeah. um, it, it it was just uh, it was a special season. It really was. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really, I mean, like I said, it's really cool. And it's always good to work with guys who you're like, man, I just, everything, everything's clicking. You got a good crew, you know, you know what, you know what each other thinking, all that kind of stuff on the ice. It's just an awesome and you're having fun, you know? And Uh, and it's kind of cool too. Just like everybody has their own like different personalities too. Everybody gets ready differently. Everybody, you know, and and all four of us had different routines, different things. And, you know, we just kind of, everybody did their own thing. We followed each other and everybody knew, what the end goal was and it was great to be part of a team like that so question during the national championship game did jeremy have his beef jerky or crackers in his pocket um he might have had some chips i'm not not gonna confirm that i worked i worked a few years in the in the southern pro league with him and no joke Every every line change, he's shoving something. Yeah. Oh, I, I was like, I, I mean, I only worked with him once in the uh, American Hockey League, and uh, this season I worked with him a handful of times. And man, what a, what a great kid, you know. And it, it was just funny, like you said, like the different perks people do. And I'm like, I've not, I've, I've been working my whole life, and I've never seen that. <laughs> yep. he, he eats on the ice, drinks a soda between periods. Yeah, then he grabs a soda. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, hey, whatever you need to do to get to a hockey game, man, I'm all for. Yep. He's so like, he's the, just like, one he's of like those... a John Daly of uh, you know officiating, right? So and, and and he's just one of those genetic freaks of nature too. Like he's just in unreal shape. Yep. So, and just an absolute beauty of a guy. So that's you, so so for some of the folks that are listening that you know may just don't know or may not know what do you know what do you think kind of some of the big takeaways right as a guy who you've had a good pro career and you've had a good college career what's the difference in in the what's the difference between the hockey there right what's you know you got you got men and you got kids right like um someone described it to me when i came back to the college game after working pro for nine nine years it's a kid's game i go it's a kid's game he goes yeah it's college it's a kid's game it should be fun like it's not as like and they 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 play more running gun they play you know it's very fast and loose um that they're a little bit more disrespectful um but you can you can rail them in you know like if you can if you're a good communicator and you you got the trust in the building of the teams and the players and they know you're going to do the right thing at the end of the day, it's pretty easy to rail them in on your side. And that was what one thing I think I, I've always um, was good at was kind of just railing people in with my communication skills, you know, and just kind of get them on my side and, you know, just an understanding. And then the pro game, you know, it's, they play more systematic. It's, um, you know, they don't have mask on. It's a little bit more, um, they, they talk to you, you know, you get, they yep. get a penalty. You're like, Hey, what do I need to do there? Not to get a penalty instead of, Hey, why are you calling that ref? You know, it's, yeah. it's that kind of stuff. And then you go, mm-hmm. whoa, 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 Hey, come in. You have a question. Don't come at me like that. Say this, you know, and they're like, Oh, all right. And then they kind of figure it out as, as you go. Like, okay. Yep. Very cool. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's still more teaching moments as referees yes. in the college game. That's a good way to put it. Cause we're kind of like at that level, you're trying to set them up, especially the guys that you know are going to go pro. Yep. Um, you're trying to set them up for success by saying, Hey, you don't talk to us like that. You know, because they're, they're, they're still learning. That's for sure. Yeah. That was the fun thing working both. Sorry. Um, was yeah. working the, the college all season. And then you see the seniors and the juniors and they, they, you see them in the American League the next, the, the following <laughs> week. And you go, Hey, got anything to say tonight? <laughs> <laughs> just keep buying them. And they're just like, Oh, I didn't need to see you here. <laughs> Yeah, like, what's going on? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I see. Like pros, you know, there's also the the idea with pro of like it's about money and selling tickets, right? Like college yep. is still, you know, it, college is also about money, right? And, and that's, oh yeah, it's all know, about money at the end of the day. But it's yeah, uh, they're about selling beer and pizza. You know, get the fights, get the you know more entertainment, and yeah. you know the college is, you know, supposed to be student athletes and 
get them ready for the real world you know i always love student sections in college games that's always like you know that's one thing that you don't really get you don't get you have some diehard fans but not like college right like college you got those student sections who man they are going to be diehard they're going to be cheering they're going to be doing all the cool stuff uh that you just can't that you just don't see in pro hockey i think that's something that for everyone who's like uh it's pro or bust like i think there's you get good college games, you get, you know, there, there's, it's good hockey and it, man, the, the environment is completely different. You just said the environment, man. Like I just went up to new Maine for the first time. Like yeah. I've had that described to me, I don't know, by everybody, how cool that building is. And you come out the students hanging all over you. You can't like, you can't, you have to live it. You know, it was one of those mm-hmm. things you have to live and you have to experience. And when you come out of that tunnel during warmups, they're hanging the new soul over there yelling at you. Yeah. and they have all the chants going and the building everything's on top of you and you're like wow this place is awesome you know and like that like that's the cool part about college hockey like my old man flew out to north dakota with me this year and they were great um they took care of them and that that building's none like by not one of the best in, in in all of sports never mind just college hockey you yeah. know um the attention to detail and everything else and i mean there's some i mean there's some really good good college hockey games to be a part of too. You know, like these, these kids are all going to, to pro hockey now where years past um, the college kids weren't really translating to pro hockey. Now they're, they're all translating into the pros because of how the games change, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool, man. Oh. So now that the, uh, the on ice part is over. Yes. Let's, um what's what's next for you Uh, i know you you mentioned a little bit ago that your dad's going to be stepping back a little bit and you're gonna put put that on that hat on um what's uh so yeah what's next what's what what's coming up looking forward so um i'm i'm jumping on with him um working with him with atlanta hockey and i'm going to be um he's going to be overseeing it but how it works is usually how we do things with the D3 stuff. So I'm going to be handling the D3 and juniors assigning this year. Um, Cause they kind of go hand in hand. You know, you bring the kid guys in for the weekend. You, you can do a college game in the afternoon, junior game at night or vice versa. It makes it worth your while coming in on the weekend. And then some guys, if you're, your skill set, you come in and you do a D3 in a, in a D1 game on the weekends, you know, you can do a double that way or however it works out. And so I'm just kind of working under him this year with Atlanta hockey and hopefully um, it, it continues on after that. Who knows um, where things go, but um, that, that's something I always wanted to do was, was be a supervisor in a, in a division one league. And um, you, you, you know, it's, um, it, it's tough because you have to get off the ice and it's something I hope they, they buy into what we're doing this year and, and we continue working with them you know that's definitely the hardest part though thinking about like at some point you know when you want to take that role you do have to get off the ice and yeah like oh I'm, I'm i'm still plugging away at it but i'm kind of dreading that day when i'm not working anymore to be honest i mean it's um it, it tears me up um a lot because like i i have pictures of like like this this was the first season my kids actually got to go to games Mm-hmm. and because i mean i've been out west and, and everything else you know so this was the first season like i got a picture of them with um at bc and i'm on the ice with them and it's just like man i'm gonna miss that type of stuff but um you know that they, they, they're playing hockey now and I, i'm gonna be in the rinks with them and enjoy that kind of stuff with them so yeah for sure it, it's um everything things happen for a reason and it's and it's all good you know um that's the truth <laughs> and yeah. also, like i mean we're developing, we're, we're, we're teaching, we're, we're running Monday night quarterbacks, um, during the season. Um, we're taking over, um, like I'm basically taking over all the junior assigning and the tournaments and bringing people in and mm-hmm. dealing with the hotels and just taking on more of the day-to-day work that he was doing. Yeah. Um, that I sat back and kind of observed and had my hand in for the last couple of years and now i'm ready to kind of take the reins you know it's it's what's it uh oh sorry start, no, yeah, start i was gonna run say the operation well, yeah, yeah. run the operation side right like not the yeah right you know not the shaking hands kissing baby side but the the operations of just get you know getting stuff done making sure stuff's going on right yeah and with how big the like the usphl and the ehl footprint are especially the usphl 
Yeah. Like what, what are some complications or some things that you think you're, you're going to have a little bit of a learning curve on? Um, the outlying areas. Um, like we have a lot of teams that might be in an outlying area. We don't have a lot of guys to mm-hmm. um, getting out in front of that, making sure we have those hotels locked in because and stuff like that. Cause you get into pricing and you forget to book a room and now it's 400 instead of 200, you know, or just, um, like those outlying areas like, um, are going to be tough to fill because we don't have a lot of guys in those areas, you know? Yeah. Um, and we're fighting with other programs. We're fighting with other assignments. We're fighting with guys that want to, the, the grass is greener over there. I'm talking youth hockey, junior hockey, college hockey. It's, yeah. you know, you, you're constantly fighting that battle and, um, you know, you just keep doing what you need to do and you just keep punching the door down and, you just stay on top of it. Um, like we don't stop working on Saturday, Sundays to get youth hockey filled. And the biggest problem with the youth hockey is, is they just keep dumping games on, on us during the week. You know, yeah. like, like we'll be sitting there on Wednesday and next thing you know, I, I have about 30, 40 youth games I got to cover. And I'm sitting there worried about a squirt game on a, on a Saturday afternoon at five and it's a single. And everybody talks about money. Um, what's the tipping point, right? Like, um, you had on the thing with the men's league online the other day, I was going to jump in there. What's the tipping point, right? Yep. Like we, 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 we throw that script game out for a hundred dollars. I can't get anybody to go. Yep. Like it's, it's not money. It's nobody wants to leave the house, you know? And, and that's one challenge that we have. We face, um, is just people getting off the couch and going to do games, you know, and, and selling it that way. Yeah. So how much he, and Cavs kind of alluded to this last, yeah. you know, last time or our last one, we was talking about like, we have so much hockey now and so much youth hockey. So, you know, I, I say this a lot and I thought this is a great thing. When I started, uh, when I started playing in Syracuse, uh, when I was a kid to be a team captain or a coach, you had to go to a level one referee seminar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't have to, you didn't have to pay the money. You didn't have to do anything, but you know, you'd have to register, but you had to attend. I thought that was a great idea. Um, and then my parents paid the 10 bucks and that's how I got started. So I'm 11 years old, team captain at Pee Wee, you know, Pee Wee's then. And, um, and that's how I got started. And, but I can remember, you know, even on a travel team, we'd have one game on Saturday and nothing on Sunday. So I could work the 6 a.m. Sunday morning game, you know, no problem, right? Because our game was at, eight, or, you know, or I could even work Saturday afternoon. We had practice, a game, you know, it was a, it was a busy weekend if we had two games in a weekend. And it seems like now the youth teams, man, they're, they're just cramming game as many games as they possibly can in. Right. So it's, it's a practice on Tuesday and a practice on Wednesday. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you're playing games and you're out of town. And suddenly that we don't have those kids who are like, well, I'm, I'm 13 and I want to ref. And those were the kids who were working those five, 6 AM, right. You know, Mike games. Uh, and they can't because they're playing. Like, like I mean, we've been punching the door down with 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 the scheduling process too, right? I mean, you've got yeah. the, the mites midget squirt set. I'm like, who who wants to do that? Like, yeah. let's, let's pair the mites up with the mites and the uh, they're not called mites yeah. anymore, the U8s, the U10s. Yeah, right. You know, or whatever. Pair them up so we can so we can assign appropriately. You know, and yeah. like, and you're not making the guys mad. They're like, why am I going to do two mic games in a banner? I'm like, well, that's the set. Like, you know, I- I'm sorry, but that's yeah. what we have. And like, I can't really put a young kid on that. And, you know, cause the, it's, right. a, it, it's a tough or, and guys don't want to go for the single, you know, or whatever. Right. Like the assigning piece of this is really difficult sometimes with, with how it comes in. Yeah. And the good thing for us is we'll have like, say one rink with three different leagues in it. Because we assign all three different leagues, we can have a three-game set there, you know? Yeah. So, like, we might have, like, a boom, 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 and next thing you know, it's a three-game set, and they got three different – three separate checks coming in, but they all come through one from us. But they don't know that. They just know they have three games, you know? So, yeah, that's kind of a benefit we have with the youth stuff. And we have good relationships around here with um, with all the other assigners. I mean, you kind of have to – because you you have to work together. If not, um, we're all kind of – yeah no absolutely you know and and it's interesting you say one of the things that you know like it'd be okay if it was like a might squirt set right and you could put okay put a senior guy on with a junior guy you know a young kid whatever you can do that for you know for two but you start putting on those those u14 u16 u18 games in the middle of those that because like 
you know, or what I've found, because uh, we're trying to do the same, we run into the same problem here in, in Western Michigan, where I haven't got no problem getting on, um, getting on the ice with a, a mic game. But what's crummy is when they're like, oh, by the way, we need you for the midget game that's right after. And now I don't have time to sit down with that kid and like, hey, let's, let's break out the whiteboard and let's talk about a couple right. of things, you know, like for, for even 10 minutes, because I've got the Zam cut, and then we're already out there, you know, so that's, that's always something that's really tough to, again, you know, I don't, I, I work my, my, my ground job with uh, my squadron right now is pilot scheduling. And I don't envy anybody who's doing any type of scheduling because it's, it's very much, not only do you have to put the right people in the right place at the right time, but they have to want to come do it, you know? Right. And, um, and like the other problem we run into, like, I mean, you guys touched on it with, with, with Keith too, was, um, we have a lot of, we have new guys working with newer guys, right? We don't have that senior guy to come in and teach them the right way to do it and say, Hey, no, this is how, how it's done. This is how you do. This is how you deal with, with people. This is how you deal with coaches. Yeah. Um, you know, you got to get your ducks in order. I mean, we got some kids out there. You get like the 16, 17 year old kids out there. Nope. They got their cell phones out and they just kind of, you know, over by yeah. the penalty box and they got the, you know, the, they just look unprofessional. It's because no one's told, you know, yeah. It's not their and, and you know, and, and it's too big, right? The, the, the games, like you can't be in any in every rank. And we rely on our on our partners, and that's how I learned. We yeah. I relied on the older guys teaching me the right ways, on the Bob Bernards and whoever else I worked with uh, when I was younger, you know. And we just don't have a whole lot of that now. And yeah, it, it's so that's why I kind of came up with that Monday night quarterback we run yeah. every Monday, and it's just kind of get get people talking hockey you know like yeah. that's how i always learned like after games you go to the you go to the bar after or whatever and you're like yeah. oh that happened in your game oh i'm not gonna do that or oh this this happened or and you had to bounce back scenarios and situations and things are hot and fresh and that's what what we kind of do we, we take kind of the heat of stuff that happened on the weekend we bring it to light and we have a discussion about it and then i open it up to the floor and say hey anything happened in your guy in your guys games or any games that or any questions you have or things to bring up and people email me clips and, and we'll show them and, and walk them through it. And it could be okay. a squirt game or, or whatever. It doesn't matter. We're all trying to learn and get better. Yeah. And half the time I'm showing clips from my, my games. From, from what I did <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I think, I think live barn has been one of the best kind of That's teaching awesome. tools that there has, you know, that, that came out. I, I don't even, and I'm sure it was all make money, watch little Johnny play hockey. But I mean, on the officiating side, Man, that's that's such a great tool. I mean, you know, because that that was like the big thing about going to regional and national and select and all that kind of stuff was like, hey, you, you got to bring your tapes and yep. people are going to record all your games. Yeah, and that, right. that might have been the only time that you got something like that. Where that's now, true. you know, every single rink has got it. And, yep. you know, for I mean, I, and that's that's one of my big things that I kind of wish somehow we could, I know it, it, you know, work in registration stuff, maybe NASO could do it where it's like, Hey, you get a live barn subscription with your registration. Mm -hmm. If or not, I mean, cause it's what 40 bucks a year or something like that for oh, an individual. Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah. yeah. And, and to be able just to go back and, you know, do a yeah. video debrief of, of, and you know, your game. Our, uh, our association has a live barn account that we're okay. able to, to pull stuff. So that might even be something that like, you know, each association could go ahead and yeah. Do. I mean, to be able to to give their uh, I mean, it, yeah. even the hockey TV is great too. You know, yep. like yeah. all the junior games, like uh, we'll have three or four going off on like a Wednesday afternoon because they play on Wednesday afternoons. Yeah, and um, it's fun finding officials during a Wednesday afternoon. Um, but that's when they play, and I mean, we had a lot of kids that worked, but mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just uh, I don't know. Well, yeah. I know with, with the video, like it's our best friend, but also sometimes turns into our worst enemy. Um, oh man, right? Well, we'll look at what happened last night with like Brad Kovalchuk, right? I mean, and you talk about missing and offsides, right? But it's like, I mean, I totally see it. He's he's looking, it's real close, and he's looking through the blade of a stick. There's no way, like his angle, he didn't see that, right? Like yep. there's no way he could have. You know? I mean, it's all about angles and sight lines, and it's so yeah. true. And if you're like just like golf, if you miss it left yeah. a little, you're gone, you know, and yeah. it's just all those sight yeah. lines and angles. Yeah. And like the, the live barn stuff too is great. Like I sit at night and I work a lot at night because you know, mm -hmm. you know, the kids and whatnot. I like to work from like I don't know, nine, nine to like midnight and just bang out a whole bunch of a signing. And 
I'll be sitting here, I'll get a phone call on a Friday night from somebody coming home, like having a midget game. And I'm like, where were you? Oh, I was at this ring. What time was it? Boom. What period? Boom. And they're driving home. They have no idea. I'm clicking on live on. And I'm like, okay, walk me through it. And then sometimes it matches up and sometimes it doesn't. It's very interesting to hear their perspective. And like, all right, so this is what happened. And this is what you need to do. And I'll sit there and walk her right through it. And like a father and son call me all the time. And I, I pull up the game and we walk through some situations and it's just you talking and they learn it. You know, they just want to get better. And I wish more people, I always throw it out there. I wish more people would take advantage of it, you know? And like, I constantly get clips sent to me and my opinions and this and that. And, you know, it's good. Yeah. So what would you say to the guys, right? So the, the old guys like us, you know, so you talk about like neat, because one of the things we need is more supervisors and stuff. Yep. More guys, you know, and, and I've said this before, but I remember, you know, being told, hey, you're at these camps and, you know, 80% of you are not going to be registered in four years. Right. You know, yeah. what do you kind of, how do we, how do we, you know, what do you think about like, how do we pull those guys back in? How do we say like, Hey man, you know, like just, you know, it, it's not all skating. Like we need, we need good supervisors and to kind of give back to the game that gave us so much. Like what, you know, what do you, well, what do nobody you likes to work for free. Right. Yeah. And that's like, that's one thing. And you need to find those hockey nuts, right. You need yeah. to find a hockey nut and you need someone that just loves to do it. And yeah. The money secondary to them and that's a big thing everybody every time i ask somebody they're like well what's the price and and whatnot but i have a lot a lot of people in our in our system that hey whenever you gotta like if they live close by the rink they'll let me know or i'll show up early and, and watch a guy and, and whatnot you know so yeah. i mean it's um it's tough but we yeah. do need like what we do is we um we have a lot of showcases and tournaments and we'll bring in supervisors for the day. So like, we'll have eight rinks going at like Marlboro There's eight rinks there, okay. you know, and yeah. we'll, we'll tell guys to split up and we'll have three, four supervisors running all day long there okay. and just watching, watching the guys. And we get the hockey TV, they come up. Um, we have some clips for them and, and they're constantly learning. So it's pretty good. Um, but we haven't, we haven't done too much of that since the COVID stuff, but that stuff's yeah. going to be pick, picking up uh, more and more. So it's, it's really good for uh, development wise. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. That's that COVID stuff. Gotta be over. Like that's, yeah. yeah. Yep. Man, that's cool. I, I know for me, like personally, like something that I want to do is focus on learning how to be a better supervisor. Hmm. Um, and I know I've talked to you guys in the past and I think this year I'm going to try to come up once or twice for like big showcase weekends not to get on the ice and work. I mean, I work a couple of games, but you know, to cover my flight, yeah. but more sit with, you know, like you and your dad and a couple of the other guys on your staff up there and learn how to be a better supervisor. learn how to be a better coach essentially. And it, that's funny. You, you said that. Cause like when I first started, I was like, man, like, you think you know the game, but it's great, but you need to learn how to supervise. You need to learn mm -hmm. how to teach. You need to learn how to break things down. And one thing I, I struggled with and my father struggled with is starting from like the very basics. Yeah. Like, when like helping like the, the brand new guys, like the basic stuff. And then you, and then you work it up from there. So like when you're talking to some, some of these kids, I'm talking over their heads. And that was a big thing that I learned along the way was to, you know, see where they're at, see where the skill set is and then go from there. And then don't mm -hmm. give them too much, give them two to three things, good, bad, and, you know, don't, don't over supervise, you know, just mm -hmm. little, little things to work on, you know, in a couple of words of encouragement. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I know. And that, like, that's a big thing with uh, our younger guys coming up. And one thing that I do notice, and you'll probably know who I'm talking about when I say this, <laughs> but we got these young guys that like, they want everything now. Yes. Yep. one specifically from my area um you know who comes up work to you guys with you guys full-time in the sp this year it's like you gotta call back actually yeah <laughs> slow down yeah. like it, it's just always been don't expect everything right now yep. you know you gotta work for it and, you, and as crazy as it sounds like you have to fail forward like you gotta you gotta make your mistakes you gotta have your failures on the ice so that when you learn from them and you get yourself in a situation like that again, it doesn't happen and it makes you a better official. 100%. Yeah. Like, it, I, I, go ahead. 
No, I was saying, yeah, I think that's that's one of the big things that you know that I um, talk about learning how to supervise and learning how to teach. I mean, the fundamentals of instruction are the same, no matter you know the the adult learning theory versus child learning theory. All that stuff's the same, no matter what you're teaching. So, you know, uh, that that's something else too that I think that that a lot of times we in in, in especially in the USA hockey side don't really leverage a lot of people who may have really good education backgrounds, right? It's like, oh, well, you're you know, you're a level two that's never really worked any other level three. It's never really worked anything above like, you know, that midget double A, like cool. But that guy uh, or girl may be like, they may not have the big credentials here, but they may still have some of those like, hey, we can, you know, the fundamentals are the fundamentals and you don't need to be a rock star to teach the fundamentals. Um, and I think maybe a lot of times we just don't leverage the right people um, because we're so focused on, this is what you did on the ice, right? We're so focused on what's your pedigree uh, sometimes and we're not necessarily, um, you know, elsewise. And, and, and don't get me wrong, like there's still a big, um, like your pedigree still matters, right? Like you're not going to take oh, someone. 100%. Who, yeah, you know, it still, still absolutely matters. Uh, it matters for credibility. It's like, why am I going to listen to this person? Oh, because they did this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Being able to and- leverage, you know. I mean, the big thing with like the, the USA hockey stuff is, I mean, it's all in who's in charge in your district and how, how you get in those, pulling those guys, those quality guys into your seminars. Right. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, just, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's difficult sometimes. Um, I'm just trying to put it where, I don't know. It, it, it's, um, I don't know. It's just difficult sometimes when you see other, other, districts and other people doing different things and you're like how come we can't do this in our district you know like your supervisions right like you have to go to usa hockey runs a what um a a supervisor seminar or a week to go get certified yeah they do like instructor instructors camp right yeah Yeah. it's for a weekend it's for a weekend okay and then but and that's it right so like if you don't go to that like you can't teach usa hockey like one district just ran this um, last week. They ran an instructors camp in their own district and pulling people from their own community. And mm-hmm. now they can go in and put a, hold a seminar whenever they can. We need more people yeah. involved and yeah. people got to start thinking outside the box because we're, we're so, we're just stuck in the mud and you got to start thinking outside the box here. And if we don't, we're just going to be more of the same, you know, yeah. and why not try something different? and see where it goes i mean the biggest thing is it doesn't matter you have a fifth like everybody says it what are you going to learn in one seminar we got to get them registered and help you right you you can i mean i can go get a, a license to operate a point crane quicker than i can a usa hockey registration right it's just like what are we doing let's it's yeah. it's bites and squirts we're, we're dropping pucks calling off sides and icings let's get them out there and then the upper level ones that's when you bring in the the, the former pro yeah. referees and college guys and, and you get them involved. And I remember when I was first coming up, like Chris Rooney was one of my instructors at my, the very mm-hmm. first camp I went to and very first um, seminar I went to, you know, yeah. and like you look up at that room, they were all working college D one hockey yeah. guys, you know, and you sit there like, Oh, that, I want to be that. And now, yeah. now we don't like, like I said, the guys aren't giving back. It's what, what's in it for me. It's like, yeah. it, yeah. it's too bad. It, it's, it's a, there's a lot, lot well, involved in, I don't know. And, and you mentioned earlier when we were talking about this stuff, it, it's got a lot of guys have gotten the complacent of, oh, I didn't make the show, so I'm out. Right. Now, granted, you know, everybody's life situation changes, and we're not asking everyone to stick around and dedicate hours and hours of their lives to this. Mm-hmm. But, like, even the guys that have been there, you know, maybe worked minor pro, done some D1, and don't necessarily skate anymore – you know, even if we can get that them to come back to the rink, you know, one, once every other week or even once a month to watch some young up and coming guy and help him out, maybe pump his tires a little bit, whatever. Like, it, it'd just be great because there is a wealth of knowledge of guys that just aren't even involved anymore. And not only that, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I've always loved having a supervisor in the building. Like, oh, I'm absolutely. Like, oh, supervisor's here tonight. I'm like, yes, good. I'm yeah. like, someone's got our back, you know, like yep, someone yeah. has our back. Like they're gonna, they, they were in our shoes. All, all these supervisors mm-hmm. are in our shoes, and they yeah. have our back. If we, if we stick to the, the rule book and, and we do the game to the best of our ability, 
that supervisor will back you all day long. Yep. And, and to that, why not have people in the youth hockey rinks and have the support there, right? Like every once in a while, I just have that, that guy come in and, you know, like just, just to have that backing, you know, and, yeah. and it's like, we do it in the tournaments and stuff like that. But like during the season, once that kicks off, everybody's going in a thousand different, different directions. And it's really yeah. tough to, uh, mm-hmm. to really. Yeah, absolutely. You can't, I mean, it takes money, right? All that stuff takes money. Mm-hmm. That, that's the one big thing. Everyone talks about like, how do you build a world-class training organization? Well, you got to start with money, right? Like you got to start with, and it's tough. And especially, it's especially tough now. Um, you know, you've got associations and, and all where it's like, Hey, you know, a lot of folks say, Hey, well, my, you know, gas is five bucks a gallon. I got to drive to, you know, I'm, I'm driving. It's going to cost me 15 bucks just to in gas, just to work this game, you know, and I'm giving 15 bucks to an association, uh, you know, between the assigners and everything else. Well, where's all that going? Right. And I think that's, it's tough because it's like trying to find that balance of how do you, um, you know, how do you, I'm sure there's a way that if you could pay an assigner the same as you'd pay a referee uh, for a game fee, you'd probably have more assigners and say, Hey, or more, more assigners, but well, you'd have more assigners. You'd also have more uh, supervisors, supervisors, right? Mm -hmm. Like you would, you know, like, because then, but, but obviously that's never going to happen. Right. Cause because people would never accept that. So, and rightfully so. Uh, so it's oh. kind of tough, right? The only place that, you know, you, you, you're always running on a shoestring budget and always trying to figure out, again, like you said, people don't want to necessarily do things uh, for free um, unless they're a fanatic, unless they're a nut who's like, yeah, I just want to get out here. Right. Um, well, I mean, we, we do have, well, like, I mean, we, we met with a lot, of, a lot of these leagues and they, they're putting some money up for, for, the, for the officiating side of yeah. things. I mean, they have to, if not, they're going to be left in the dust. And yep. um, it, it, it's great. I mean, we, we do have a supervisor budget. Like I said, we use them. We, we utilize them more for those showcases because you can, right. you get more out of it, right? You get, you get Absolutely. everybody and, and everybody's right there and, and you more bang for your buck. And then, I mean, the D one stuff too, like even some of those leagues, like they don't want to pay for a supervisor in, in every building, you know, right. it's like, there's, it, there's a cost to everything. So it's like, yeah. well, then don't complain about, about a, a little, you know, whip yeah. on, the, on the radar, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Man. And it's nice that um, all these leagues are buying in. Like we got like down here, for example, our college league, we have a nice little pay raise. I know you guys are got us a nice pay raise for USPHL. And that's kind of why I did that poll too on the, the Facebook page. Cause I wanted to kind of get a gauge of where everyone's get, you know, getting for beer league. Yeah. Like, I mean, I know there's, there were some people all commenting, Oh, just the problem solved. Don't work beer league. Well, yeah. you don't work beer, beer league. Like, you know, that kind of pays the bills for some people. Hell yeah. The, the, the main rink in my area, uh, the rink in Brandon, their bread and butters are men's league. They have the second largest men's league in the entire country Wow. out of that rink. Wow. Like it's nuts. Yeah. So a lot of our guys in our, in our association, like that helps pay their bills is the yep. beer league. Right. And we're finally getting to the point where, you know, we were like, Hey, we, we were at like, like 35 bucks a game Now we're in the forties and now we're going to $50 a game come September, which is great. Cause now more guys are going to want to work because there's more incentive because mm-hmm. of the pay, but it's just one of those things. Like we got to get everybody kind of standardized across the board. Cause that'll give more incentive to do this. Absolutely. So but and you have leverage <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah leverage is huge that's for sure especially when it comes to some of these leagues like and, and obviously for the longest time and something that uh um, has been discussed in, in kind of my group like you know maybe the minor leagues regardless of which minor league it is they might not pay enough but like then the scale gets stuck because like yep. you know the the college league can only pay what this league pays and then you know, the junior league can only pay a little bit less than the junior league pay or the college league pays. Right. And then it just kind of works itself down. So exactly. everyone gets stuck because the next league up, you know, doesn't maybe not. Right. I mean, you got to look at like, I mean, you got to look at your competitors too, right? Yep. Like the juniors, the, 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 the big reason why those had to get up was we have 90 to a hundred all the midget games. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, 
what are you going to go live for $75 for, and, yeah. and for two hours? You, you know, you're listening to a whole bunch of garbage, you know, yep. but it's, you do it for the experience, right? Yeah. That's the whole thing. It's about development, but Hey, it, there's a cost to it too. Right. Yep. I mean, and cool. you have to make it attractive, right? If yep. you make it attractive to the guys and they'll, they'll more likely to, to go with the, the higher level game at that point, mm-hmm. instead of taking the easy road, because guys don't really have to get better. Then go take yeah. the youth hockey games all day long, get in, get out, get yelled at by a few parents, and and their check doesn't bounce, you know, and, and they go yeah. home. It's just, yep. you know, that, that's yep. a common kind of thing here is, is guys are like, why would I go work? You know, in fact, everyone's like, okay, hey, you know, USHL in Muskegon. I want to go work a USHL game uh, when I got to be there two hours prior. I get to us when I can when I can work at men's league triple in Kalamazoo and make three times the money uh for half the time and it's like and i get it right if 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 your if your goal is money then it does make sense if your goal is is experience then it it kind of makes sense but you will never get those it's gonna be a bunch of guys these these kids at western michigan you know the the 19 20 21 year old kid at western michigan uh he's not gonna do it right because he's like well I, I i can make a bunch more money i can stay at home so that's that's tough you know Oh, it's uh, it's challenging. Like you always got to look at the, the the competition and and where where guys are going and whatnot. And then you got the college club, and you got, you know, it, it's it just keeps going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you got all these D three schools around here. They get sixty kids trying out. Like that's that's absurd, you know. Yeah. And like because because you had all these junior programs, and the parents are dumping all this money in. Next thing yeah. you know, you're like, oh, you're not gonna play D three, like you know. Wow. And it's just like, it, it's, it's crazy. So like all these um, college club teams stop popping up everywhere. Yeah. You know? And the it's crazy. It's just that. crazy how much hockey there is yep. like going into this season for us down here, we have the four junior programs in Florida. So that's two teams a piece. Yep. We have 12 colleges in Florida now that have club teams. And uh, I think five, four or five of those have two teams. Like it's nuts, the amount of hockey. And then obviously, and then we don't have enough officials because, you know, rate of attrition and all that. But, you know, obviously we're working on that. And, you know, you guys are doing that stuff with, with ref crease, with the Monday night quarterback, getting um, all these new officials involved and registered. And you guys are doing an awesome job. That's for sure. Yeah. How does someone get in touch with your ref crease stuff? Right. So how does, what, where's, where are you guys on, on social? Where are you guys on um, website? Ref crease.net. Uh, um okay. that's our website um it, it's up and running but we're revamping it to to be more functional right okay um, you need to, like so that's something where like on a friday i'm driving to a game like that's something i could be be doing you know it just yeah there's more kind of that kind of stuff that needs to be getting out there and updated and, and just i'm getting pulled away from you know and it's just mm-hmm. um like i want to be like promoting our guys, sending out video clips and, and all that kind of stuff, you know? And, um, and if you want to get in touch with me, um, I'm at uh, G Binda, B I N D A at refcrease.com. Okay. And uh, feel free to shoot me an email. Um, we got a ton of, ton of hockey um, in July coming up. I mean, yeah. it's, it's absurd. Oh, I know. I see the emails all the time. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's it's obnoxious. Um, we got we got the Chowder Cups, we got women tournaments. Uh, we got over two hundred and sixty teams. At the end of the last two weekends of July in um, a huge women tournament out in Marlborough. and then we also have another one on the fifteen sixteen. Um, mm-hmm. That's the USPHL showcase and some uh, Chowder Cup games, and then the following weekend we got that. Um, and in between that, uh, the Hobby Camps running. Um, USA Hockey Brian Murphy's running that. Um, we'll be uh, attending that. Um, as, as guests and it's um a lot cooking and we're putting on two little mini camps ourselves just for some junior little um guys interested in working junior hockey around here i got blasted out too and we're putting that list together to, uh, tonight and tomorrow and getting those things rolling so awesome cool nice well, yeah i feel like we could talk for another four hours yeah we could <laughs> yeah absolutely. i could talk all day but yeah. uh well we're definitely uh we'll definitely have you on again uh, do you know, once uh, we get close to the season or a little bit after we get the season going, we can kind of check in, touch base, Absolutely. see how everything's going, um, you know, talk a little more, especially like once we get 
like even some clips and stuff going. Uh, we can certainly certainly share some stuff. Well, hello. <laughs> you say hello. You're <laughs> busy with the popsicle. Cool. Well, well Gene. Yeah, thanks, thanks guys. again. It's yeah. you know great to talk to you. I, I love uh, the Monday nights are always a good time. I, uh, <laughs> I I enjoy sitting there, either shaking my head, uh, uh, palm and face, or, or, or trying to, you know, uh, chime in. And it's always fun to get to talk to you guys on this. We, we, we just need someone to run the controls for my old man, and I think that will solve half the problem. Well, <laughs> it's so funny because I've messaged him a few times, like, "Can you just let me drive?" <laughs> yeah. We, we, we can work something out. <laughs> cool. So with that said, uh, Matt, you got any closing thoughts? Nothing. Nothing. Great summer day. Yeah, cool. great summer and, day. And, and obviously, Gene, you gave us your contact info. So any closing thoughts out of you, sir? No, just enjoy the summer, guys. And um, yeah, no ice outside icing your drinks. That's just the way it should be. <laughs> absolutely. Yes, enjoy Absolutely. It. Well, with that said, this has been the Team Stripes podcast for Nat and Gino Jr. I'm Ross, and we'll catch you on the next one. Right on. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Yeah, right on. Right on. Nice, man.